On today's Intelligent Money Minute, I'll interview Larry Swedrow, Head of Financial and Economic Research at Buckingham Strategic Wealth, on why did traditional diversification fail in 2022? Welcome to Intelligent Money Minute, a mercifully short podcast that may save you time and money. Your host, Hans Blake, is a CFA charter holder and CPA who has spent his entire career helping people minimize financial stress to maximize their lives. After managing $350 million and working with high net worth individuals around the world, he founded Intelligent Investing. Time is money, so invest in every minute. Here is your host, Hans Blake. Today, we're going to be interviewing Larry Swedrow. Larry is the head of economic and financial research at Buckingham Wealth Partners and author and co-author of 18 books. His most recent book is Your Essential Guide to Sustainable Investing. And just want to welcome Larry to today's Intelligent Money Minute. Thanks so much, Larry, for joining us. It's my pleasure. Good to be back, Hans. Let's start with that question. Why didn't diversification work last year and will it work again? First of all, we should define what we mean by diversification. If we're only talking about diversification within a traditional 60-40 stock and bond, typically safe bonds like treasury, then diversification didn't work last year because both stocks and safe treasuries had double-digit losses. That's the first time that had ever happened before, and it produced almost the worst year ever for the typical 60-40 portfolio. If you use longer-term treasuries, you lost a little over 20% because long-term bonds were down 26, S&P down about 18. The worst year ever for that portfolio was only slightly worse at 21%. That occurred in 1937 when the S&P actually lost 35%. But safe bonds helped a little bit. They were up slightly 0.2%. So the problem for investors is this. They look at this correlation between stocks and safe bonds, and they think of it as like a permanent number. So the last 20 years actually was very unusual, the correlation between these two risk assets. It was actually minus 0.3 or close to that. So what negative correlation means, well, actually, it doesn't mean what most people think. It doesn't mean when one is going up, the other is going down. What negative correlation means is when one has a better than average return, the other one has a worse than average return. So they both could be up if stocks were up, say, 20% and bonds were up only 1%. Even though that is still up, the average for bonds might have been plus four or five, so it was worse than average. That would mean negative correlation. Okay. So the last 20 years, we had this negative correlation. They think if stocks got crushed, bonds would at least tend to do better than their average. Mm-hmm. Well, it's correlation are only averages. And you have to look at the much longer term data. We had a period where the correlation happened to be negative. If you look at the last 100 years, it was actually positive about 0.2. And what that tells you is correlations are time varying. What that means is we can have periods when they're both positive. We've had 21 years when both stocks and longer term treasuries were positive. To both be negative, we've had five years where that was the case. 
five out of a hundred and so years is not a lot. That's why it may have surprised a lot of people. But there have been 18 years when the S&P produced negative returns and long-term treasuries produced positive returns. So that kind of led people to think, especially with the last 20 years, whenever stocks went down, bonds went up. So that traditional diversification didn't work. Here's the reason it didn't work, just to wrap it up here. It didn't work because there are periods when inflation is rising, and that's bad for stocks when inflation goes up to levels that the Federal Reserve is going to start tightening. When inflation is rising, say, from zero to 2%, that's probably meaning the economy is recovering, companies are starting to get more pricing power, their earnings are rising, S&P 500 corporate stocks tend to go up while bonds are going down because interest rates are finally rising as inflation rises. But once inflation reaches a level, say, 4 or 5%, when the Fed is going to tighten and maybe force a recession, then bonds will get hit because rates are going up and stocks could get hit. And investors have to be prepared for that. And therefore, you should also consider including in a portfolio other non-traditional assets that will maybe do well in such periods. Last year, all of the alternatives that I owned, like reinsurance, private floating debt, long short equity, and uh, and factor funds run by APR, private real estate, actually all of them were up, helping to dampen the risk in my portfolio. The problem for investors is one, don't treat correlations as if they are a permanent number, they are time varying, and also to consider adding other unique sources of risk to a portfolio. Don't be so reliant on just safe bonds and equity bonds. There are periods when stocks can get hurt and periods when bonds can get hurt. Last year was an unusual year when both traditional equities and traditional fixed income had double-digit negative returns. Investors must have a diversified portfolio to help mitigate these unusual time periods when correlations of traditional assets rises. He mentioned in our podcast that investors may want to consider adding other sources of risk to your portfolio that may have lower correlation to your other holdings. Of course, all of this depends on your time horizon, risk tolerance preferences, and If you'd goals. like to become a client or learn more about intelligent investing, Please call 864-679-0500 or visit investedwithyou.com. Remember, time is money, so invest in every minute. Thanks for listening. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide and should not be relied on for tax, legal or accounting advice. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved.